This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome, everyone. Today's guest is a certified high-performance coach. He's an author, national seminar leader, expert consultant, with 20 years experience in sales, management, and human resources. He served as a magazine publisher, radio show host, TV show host, executive director of a non-for-profit foundation. He also has trained tens of thousands of people all over 49 states. And now, in his new book, Your Limitless Life, he teaches all of us how to create limitless businesses and life. Welcome, Ojinga Carr. Hey, thanks, Quinn. I, I pay you well for that for the introduction, so I appreciate that. Thank you, man. <laughs> so, magazine publisher, like radio show host, TV show host, that's all the stuff that a lot of people actually want to do. No, not everybody, but I, I was one of those. I, I wanted to be a radio show host. I wanted to be a TV show host. That's why I'm a podcast host, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, Tell us a bit about yourself. Who you? Who is Ojinga Carr? Well, you know, I did all those all those things, but um, who I am more than anything is just somebody who loves to affect and help the world. And um, I always have. I got a chance to play um, youth sports growing up. I mean, football, basketball, baseball. Um, growing up all the way through um, American football, uh, basketball, and baseball. Uh, as far as that, I, I didn't play. I get a chance to play um, uh, soccer, as, as we know it in America. Um, but I played uh, American football in college, and so um, I've just gotten a chance to see so many different things in my life, um, and I just love to get a chance to share those experiences and get to help people, get to do so. So that's that's the biggest thing that that. That's the core, the nest, if you will, of who I am. Very good. Uh, nice. So how did failure influence your business or your life? Wow. And so really, I was lucky growing up. Um, I had two great parents. And so they were remarkable. I mean, like they never missed an academic or an athletic competition I had from from six all the way through college. And so uh, my teammates knew never asked me for my, for my tickets um, for, for the game or whatever, because my parents were always going to be there. And so what I thought in my life, Quinn, is that I thought that I was going to play football and that would be the opening to my life and be able to do it. But I got injured in football and ultimately I was injured to a point with uh, both my knees. I've had seven knee surgeries through my knees. Um, and so that was my first real failure, like literally going through all the way from elementary school to high school. I very rarely ever made a, a B, much less uh, um, mostly, mostly A's. And so when that happened, um, it kind of shook my world because I never really failed before. And so I ended up ultimately quitting school, um, just kind of rolled my life into a box and just existed. You know, my dad told me a long time ago that a grave is just, uh, I mean, a rut is just a grave with the ends kicked out. And so many people, Quinn, have already died and are still here for 20 years. And so um, I was one of those people 
where I really had kind of died. And so ultimately I came back to, um, I'm lucky I have, I get two birthdays. My actual birthday is July 27th, but on September 22nd, 2006, I went to a hospital and I was thirsty and I couldn't keep anything down and everything was going on. This is, and this is after, this is after nine years of not playing uh, football and kind of just rolling my life into a ball. Um, and so I walked into the hospital and they took my blood sugar and it just said high. That's all the meter said. It just said high. And I never knew I had any sort of, uh, I they asked me to have diabetes, they said no. Okay. So they took my blood. And they did a uh, blood scan on it uh, and they did a glucose test on it. And my blood sugar was 954. And so those of you who are not familiar with diabetes, your blood sugar is supposed to be somewhere between 90 and 100 in a normal range. So I was 10 times the the range of where it was. Out. And so first of all, they were trying to figure out, I mean, it, they didn't really tell me at first. There was doctor, one doctor and a nurse, and then there was like other doctors. And there was a scurry of activity that was around me. I couldn't really figure out what was going on. Um, and they were trying to figure out why I wasn't in a coma or dead, honestly, what they were trying to figure out. Um, and so I checked in and started my new life off with a blood sugar of 954 and weighing 487 pounds. And so I was just like literally had like taking refuge in food and taking refuge. And so that though turned into the turning point of my life. That turned into a turning point in my place of me making a difference and making a change in my life and doing so because I got another chance, honestly. That's really what it was. It's like, like I should have been gone at that moment, but I got another chance. And so that started the steps to, to start to make things be, be different and be able to do so. Man, I love, I love that kind of stuff that, you know, when something happens to you that actually forces you to do a change and you remember that in your case like your second birth you said september 22nd september 22nd is my second birthday it is nice so what was it that you did from there on to change your life so you know we we we'd like to wrap nice stories where they're where they are well all this happened and then i changed well it wasn't that for me um honestly when they started telling me the things that were going on with me. At that point in time, I honestly said, well, maybe it's okay that I don't make it. Maybe it's okay that I don't get where I need to go. But my mom, we, all, we always have these outside forces that come and see us. And so my mom came to the hospital to see me, and she looked wrecked. She was stressed. That's because my dad was in a hospital about 40 miles away, suffering with real issues as well, too, which would eventually take his life. Um, and I looked at it and I realized that what I was doing and that what was going on was killing my mom. And so I made a pledge at that point in time. And I made a pledge of that I, that I would, and you know, we, we bargain many times when we're in a situation, you start bargaining like, Hey, if you get me out of this, I'll do better. I'll do whatever. Well, those bargains usually are empty promises that we make to ourselves, honestly. And so for me, the change came on a step-by-step and a day-by-day basis and really realizing what it was that like in order to be able to make a change in your life, the things it is that you need to be able to do. And so really what it came was with was three C's and those three C's are clarity, content, consistency. 
if you can be clear about what your expectations are in your life, if you're clear about what it is you actually want, which is hard now. Many of us are not ever clear about what it is we actually want. We just want something different. It's kind of this foggy place. Like, oh, I'd like to make more money. Oh, I'd like to lose weight. But there's no real number to it. There's no real piece or a real, real, real piece to it. If you can have the content to do it, if you know what it is to actually do what it is you have to do. Because many of us, once we're clear about what we want to do, we're clear that we want to graduate from college, but you have no idea where it take, how, what it takes to get into college, how to get a degree, what you have to do in order to be able to figure it out, how to do so. And then if you can act, act consistently on what we're going to do, if you can act consistently, if you take this consistent piece and do so, then you can change. And so that September 22nd was my birthday, but it was just a turning point. It was a turning point in my life to start taking steps to make a change in my life. Because also, Quinn, I also made the mistake of, getting sick without insurance. So oh. in the States, if you get sick without insurance, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, that happens. And so not only was that the pinnacle of my physical ruin at that point in time, it was the pinnacle of my financial ruin as well too, because ultimately I ended up having to file bankruptcy. But the pieces that are here are things that have allowed for me to lose 190 pounds in my life. They are things that have allowed for me to go from bankruptcy to creating a six-figure business, helping other people and helping people and so I can be able to support my family, be able to get things done for my family and do so. And so that has all those, all those pieces that I was ruined allowed for me to be what it is I am now. So it's all part of the tapestry of who I am. So failure, I love failure because failure teaches you where, what it is that you did wrong, what it is you need to do, how to be able to step forward and be able to get it done. And so I love it and I'm thankful for it. I really like that. So Jinga, you were, you were ready to give up. You were in that hospital and you were ready to give up if it wasn't for your mom. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to find things outside of yourself that actually mm -hmm. motivate you and do it. You've got to have a why. You have to have a why in this life. And it's cliche, but cliches are cliches because at some point in time they were true. They were all truisms. So what happens is that people take things and they use them for every situation. And like, like you see people and they just kill you with know your why. But it's absolutely true. Like you really do have to have a why. Like why are you getting up in the morning? Why is it that – because if you don't, you have a choice every day. You can say I don't have a choice to go to work. You, you have a choice to go to work. You can absolutely roll into a ball and slowly die. Okay? We absolutely have that choice as well, too. So there's be a reason why you get up every morning, and you've got to be cognizant and intentional about that. You've got to be intentional about what that choice is and why you're doing. That's 100% truth. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had another guest on the show, early on on the show, that he was, he was ready to actually commit suicide. And he told me that he found his why – when he was ready to do it and it was his mom as well mm -hmm. so that's that's a common pattern right there and we all know that uh, uh our moms are they're not always our wise but in most most situations they are mm -hmm. a big why right yeah there you go that's a fantastic story i'm i'm glad that 190 pounds like you yeah. lost you lost another person i like to say i lost the bad part of me I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you. Hopefully, it was the bad part that you lost. Absolutely. And, and then you mentioned something that 
you you now you went from bankruptcy to having a six-figure business while helping others and that's something that we hear often as well sometimes as a cliche just like you mm -hmm. mentioned that success happens to you when you actually decide when you don't go after the money when you go after helping others is that what you figured what you found absolutely and so it's a dual focus though Glenn, because what happens many times when people want to do good in the world like i am you know there's a personality test there's basically four personality types and i'm someone that i'm a helper i want to help people um i also want to have a little bit of fun but i had to develop also a policy and and that is i work for funds i don't just work for fun okay so i do have to actually make money at what it is that i'm doing because you have to find a way in order to be able to make money at what it is that makes you feel good so i get to do something i get to help people and it charges me up in the ways of doing so and i get excited about that but i never feel bad about charging for my services because i give away a ton of stuff as well too and so we give away we do lives we do different things as far as that we have tons of free tools and different things that we do and so i never feel bad about charging for my services and so i want to encourage you if you're running a business to not feel bad about actually getting paid for your businesses many people many of my clients they struggle with that they struggle with that with that piece from it um but it absolutely for me is about helping people. It's my goal, it's my destiny this year to help 25,000 people achieve their dreams. That's what my destiny is this year. And so that's 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 what it is that I work toward. That absolutely is the umbrella of what it is that I have and what it is that I do, yes. But there also has to be a part of that where you can pay your bills. Because I've got a three-year-old and he's in school. And for some reason, Quinn, the people at the school will not take hugs from me as payment. They actually want money. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm a great hugger, but they actually want money. So therefore, in order to be able to, to get that and be, be able to be able to, to give my son the, the experiences that he needs to have. And in order for me to be able to, to do the things I need to do in life, we have to find that happy marriage between making money and also, um, Make, and, and also helping people. And I love to help people. Nice. You know that I heard that in Canada, there are schools that still take hugs for payment. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got to move to Canada. And I got I to gotta figure it out. I got I to gotta, I gotta move to Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver or somewhere. You know, to be able oh, to. Oh, yeah. Vancouver has <laughs> weather. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you became a certified high-performance coach. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? So the reason why I became a certified high performance coach, which is only 500 of us in the world with that certification to do so, um, is because I was a client first. I, so when I started the life turnaround, I started to to work. Uh, I mean, I was I was working in a business, and I was in what we like to call a slash position because I was the manager slash HR slash payroll slash janitor slash babysitter slash slash slash. And so all of us in our lives are in slash positions. We are, you know, a spouse slash child slash parent slash business owner slash worker slash whatever. There's all these different things that we were dealing with. And so I stepped out on my own now 10 years ago and started my own consulting company um, working with, HR and structuring 
because I had learned so much and I wanted to help small businesses and do that. And so I started out with that. But then what happened is that I then um, worked myself into another job. My business became just like another job because I started working in the same way. I didn't really understand how to be able to take care of that work-life balance piece. And so I played sports my entire life, like I told you. And having a coach was the biggest part of being involved in a sport because now you have this coach who's there to help you kind of see your blind spots to do so. And so I started and I found a high performance coach um, and it helped me so much be able to kind of figure out in my life how to kind of, how to, how to, how to figure out my balance, how to be more clear how to be able to have the energy I need to be able to have to be able to, 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 to get the things done I need to do, how to be able to do that. And so I love the experience so much that I started to explore the opportunity of becoming a coach myself and because I wanted to be able to help more people. And so that's, that's what started. So I brought that into my practice and now I found that I do more of that work even than the HR workers. I have HR clients. But I do more of that work on the personal development side, whether it's with an organization, whether it's with an individual directly, but it's a business owner, a business leader. It doesn't matter. It's just about people who want to be able to avoid the roller coaster that many of us have. And so that's what it really is, is avoiding that roller coaster and being able to figure out how we can continue to keep that high performance. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, when, when I'm on the entrepreneur groups that I'm part of, I also hear lots of peak performance coaches and high performance coaches. And I don't know the difference. Well, okay. What is the difference there? Yeah, awesome. And so, hey, I'm, I'm not mad at peak performance. Peak performance is a Tony Robbins principle, and it's really great. It's an awesome thing. I, I grew up listening to Tony Robbins. I mean, I'm, I'm not that much uh, younger than him. I mean, I'm 42, but I mean, um, I still grew up. Tony Robbins was, was really big when I was in, in my 20s. And so peak performance is something that we did in athletics all the time. And so what we did is that we got up for the game. You were up for that three hours. You were at your peak and you were great. And you go back down because it's impossible for you to kind of keep that level of ferociousness and readiness and everything as far as that in your life for that entire time. But what high performance is, is that it's about heightened and sustained levels of performance. So because of the way that I was trained athletically, I started living my life on that roller coaster that you're talking about. And where it's constantly up, where you're constantly, you get up for the peak, you get up for the pitch, and you go back down. You get up for this, and you go back down. And so your business does that as well too. And so now you don't have any predictability in your business, which is really difficult, or any predictability in your life, because it becomes unpredictable because it's kind of all over the place because you have that. So with high performance, what we want to create is heightened and sustained levels of performance where you can stay at this level. So maybe you're not having to operate at that level, but you're still peak and ready. One of my, uh, one of my very first coaches um, in speaking, Craig Valentine, who was a world champion of public speaking until, until his masters, he used to say, don't get ready, stay ready. So what you are is you're consistently ready for what it is that's going on and you level up your performance. So what we do is we put systems into place to where you're constantly able to perform at this level, whether it's having the right amount of energy, whether it's understanding the productivity that you need to be able to have, whether it's 
um, understanding and having the right amount of influence so that you can influence people and be able to do it. Whether it's the courage that you need, don't be able to have the courage to have those conversations or really that clarity that we talk about, being clear about what you're doing. And so for me, high performance is all about your work-life balance. It's all about how you live your life. Because many of us as entrepreneurs, what happens is that we get involved with whatever and now it takes over our life. And now our life is taken over by opportunity and we're not able to be there for our families or for that. I wanna be as present as possible in my life. That's the thing I learned Quinn, from, from look at death and I a few times in my life. Look death and I a few times in my life. And that is, I wanna be as present as possible. So that's what high performance is. It's about being present and being there. Being present. It's mm -hmm. something that I heard E.T., Eric Thomas, yeah. uh, he talks about being present, and I really love that. And, of course, I love E.T. He's mm -hmm. so, so powerful. Yeah. So, Jenga, if, let's say, I'm working on a project of mine and I can't move forward, well, like, what would you do to help me? So, what I would do to help you in a project to be able to figure out is it would automatically come back to those three C's that we talked about. Clarity, content, consistency. So in your project, do you have a clear outcome and a clear goal that you wish to look? I'm a big Stephen Covey fan. Begin with the end in mind. We talk about the seven habits, okay? So do you have a clear outcome that you want from this project? And the clear outcome can't be make more money or it has to be this is what I want to happen at the end of this project. So I need to make this amount of money. We need to lose this amount of weight. We want to have this effect on the world and do it, okay? Then the next thing we'll look at would be the content of what is it that you have to do? So is what you have to do in your project something that you can do? Is it something that you can learn? Or is it something that you need help, outside help to that you need to be able to delegate and give out? So there's something that you can already do. Is it within your wheelhouse? Are you doing it to be able to do so? Can you, do you have the time in order to do it? Is it something that you can learn? Do you need a coach? Do you need some sort of outside source to be in order to be able to help you kind of figure out how to, how to self-sustain? Or is it something that you need to be able to um, give out and delegate to someone else? Because many of us, especially as entrepreneurs, what we do is we take on all those slash hats and we don't get the things done. So recently, I doled out my Facebook advertising. I have someone else that is running that completely. They are doing the targeting and they're doing some different things with that. I spent a lot of time learning that. But what I found is that I was getting all down into the weeds of what was going on with that. And, it, and I had no time. Like, like I, I found myself not doing the work it is to grow my brand and to be what it is I needed to be. So I need to be able to bring on some team and hire some people. So I have some people who work, work with me on the marketing side as well, too, and those different pieces with that. And so that's been something that, that's been super helpful to me. And then the consistency. How are you going to make your practice with this in this project consistent? How are you going to do so? Um, I found in my book, um, Your Limitless Life, which comes from me working with some of the world's highest performers and really being able to see what it is that they do. Like, there are some key indicators that show 
whether or not you're going to be successful. And so if you can practice those key indicators and be consistent in those, then you'll be you'll get your project done as well too. You'll definitely be able to get it done. Yeah. So yeah, and, definitely. And you you touched on on influence earlier. Is that something that is important in business? Oh, it's unbelievably important in business. See, so understand this. Think about it, Quinn. I want you to think about, and for anyone in the audience, think about anyone who has influenced you in your life. So many times, it's our parents. Our parents influence us because of what it is. But the reason why they influence us is probably because they, number one, taught us how to think. So if someone taught you how to think, taught you how to think about a situation, then they've influenced you in that situation. They've influenced what it is to do. Or they challenge you. So anyone who's ever influenced you in your life most likely influenced you in one of those ways. They taught you how to think. They role model the way of how to do it. So you go out and you in a business, you role model. So if I'm going to teach, I've got a group of, um, of limitless coaches who teach some of the limitless things that we do. And so what I do is I role model what it is I want them to do, whether that is my engagement with people, how to do it, how to be a role model the way. But then they challenge you. You've seen with the advent of social media how challenges have become wild. And so like, you know, the ice bucket challenge or whatever, different things like that, right? Well, that's the thing. If you challenge someone, then you're going to influence them because they're going to do those things because we, people like a challenge. And so in your business, it's important to understand that if you're going to help someone, if you're going to influence someone, that you're gonna that you need to try in one of those three, one or more of those three ways. Yes, try to do it the right way. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So your your book is the Your Limitless Life. Mm -hmm. I I love this title. I I actually love the movie Limitless. Yes. You saw that that's fantastic. Absolutely. So earlier you were talking about being at the, the, the peak performance and the high performance. And basically it, what you're trying to achieve with your limitless life is having a basically the limitless pill that lasts forever. Is that it? Right. And so first of all, limitless means whatever it means to you. That's the first thing. Because limitless is not going to mean to me what it means to you, okay? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about that, it may be a, a certain amount of money. It may be a certain amount of influence. It may be this certain amount of help that you can give to the world, whatever those things are. So you first have to define what limitless means to you. What would a limitless life look like to you? What would it look like to you in order to be able to get it done? How, how would you do it? How would you create it? How would you be able to put it together, okay? And then once you've defined that, then it's about going out to approach it. So I created these key indicators of a limitless life. Um, first of all, if you, that with a checklist that goes along with it and you can play the game with yourself um, and be able to figure out, are you creating that and are you doing it? And so one of the big things, sleeping seven hours a day, at least seven hours a day, all right? You mentioned ET, I love my guy ET, but ET talks about, no sleep, uh, sleep sleeps for suckers, everything's like that. You can't really live like that. 
He really can't because he's not functioning well. I was I was a no sleep person, not just from that. I was just a no sleep person. I was like, oh well, I can um I can wean myself from sleep. And I felt like I was functioning well. And then I started to actually get the proper amount of sleep, which the proper amount of sleep was eight hours. So I'm still giving you seven, the proper amount of sleep. And I realized that I was functioning so much better that the things I was doing, working at two, three, four o'clock in the morning was really mush. It really wasn't anything, okay? So just sleeping seven hours a day. Um, three acts of random kindness a day. I mean, excuse me, a week. So three acts of random kindness. So just helping someone. Just stepping on the side of yourself and helping someone and being able to think about it. All these things are things that we can do. It's just about being intentional about it. It's just about being intentional about it. Whether it's um, meditating every day. I found that anyone who performs at a high, at a high level pretty much meditates because we have to take that time in order to do that, um, in order to do so. So we give you these different activities to do. And then you take those activities and put them into your life and then you score yourself on them. And when you score yourself on them, then now you can, I can, now we get back to that predictability again. I can predict how your week is going, how your scores are, literally. Because it's every piece of your life. Um, and when you, my mom's a math teacher, my sister's a math teacher, so it's probably where I get this from. I taught math for a year. I didn't want to teach anymore. I wanted to be able to help people from outside the system in order to do it. Um, and so, but really, numbers never lie. They really don't. You can look at the numbers of anything, and you can see exactly how, it, how it's fit and how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't sleep when I'm tired. I sleep when I'm done. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he says that, and I often, I often realize that it's exactly like you said. I'm here up at two, three o'clock in the morning, and I actually end up wasting a bunch of time because I'm sitting in front of the keyboard, but I didn't type anything. I moved the mouse a few times, and I just got super tired, and then you actually go to bed a little bit frustrated because of all the time you wasted. Yep. And so, yes. Uh, I, I like I to call that zombie mode. That's what that is. You're in yeah. zombie mode. You're just kind of sitting there, and you're like, like thinking, you're thinking deeply about what it is you need to do. You're not actually doing anything. And then yeah. the next thing you know, you look up, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I got this. And see, that's also peak stuff because you get yourself up. You've got this. I've got this. I've got this pitch tomorrow. So I got to get it right. And you hadn't worked on it. And then now you're working on it. And you stay up all night. And I promise you, that was my life. That's who I was. Like, before talks, anything, I'm just now putting together my talk right before the event because, and I felt like I was operating well because no one called me on it and they said how awesome it was but the thing is what you have to realize is how much better would you be if you came into it rested and ready so yeah yeah i did that just last night i have a, I have a speech today mm -hmm. and last night i was doing the presentation and when it got to about 2 30 in the morning i just realized that what if i'm not even making sense what if i'm too tired now so turn it off back sleep and uh, yeah yeah sometimes you know you wake up you have a hand on top of the keyboard and you fell yeah. asleep and now you you typed two pages of the letter m <laughs> right 
Right. I've been there. I've been there. I get it. I get it. And we call that the entrepreneur experience or the grind experience. And we're addicted to the grind right now. And honestly, I'm telling you, if you just got some rest, it'd be a lot better. But that's just one of the indicators. Yeah, but definitely. Are you addicted to the grind? Do you really enjoy what you're doing? I really enjoy what I'm doing, yes. Um, but when I mean addicted to the grind, I mean addicted to the struggle of it. Like people, what happens is that the, the things that get the biggest responses on social media is talking about the struggle of it all. And so it's not just about the struggle. You honor the struggle, absolutely. But it's really about bringing the joy to it. One, one, one of my mentors, one, my, my high performance coach mentor, Brendan Richard, awesome. I mean, he's Oprah's coach. I mean, he Love talks him. about it all the time. Bring the joy and honor the struggle. Those two things as far as that. See, bring, so if I can approach it with joy and happiness, then yeah, definitely. But um, sometimes we just get addicted to the struggle and, oh, it's so hard. I'm working. And you don't even really enjoy what it is you're doing anymore. So you got to make sure that you're enjoying what you're doing. Absolutely. Very good. I love mm -hmm. Brendan Burchard, too. It's, he has such an honest smile 100% mm -hmm. of the time. It's like he does not turn it off. It's, it's Absolutely. Clear. Absolutely. Well, Jenga, are you a one-man show right now, or do you have more people working with you? So I have a team that helps me on the back end. I just told you that I'm really trying to expand that out right now um, as far as helping on the back end, some admin things, some different things as far as that. Because I was doing everything. I was, you know, um, putting in, working on my own website, doing it all, putting it all together. And so I have really tried to let go of some of those, some of those chains and trust my HR instincts and, and hire good people and work with them and do it it's still it's still a struggle just like just like the weight loss is, is still a struggle i mean i'm down 190 i still have like uh 50 more pounds i want to lose um and i'm working on that and started to kind of push through that that as well too um so i always say to people i am not a guru i am just a guy who's doing work and putting that work in and and figuring the way and trying to help people along the way as well too very good so besides your limitless life, which is your own book, and we'll talk about that in a second, where to get it and all that, is there, what is another book that you would recommend to our audience? Um, one I'm reading right now is uh, Seth Godin's uh, This Is Marketing. Um, great book um, with that that, I, that, I'm, that I'm currently reading. Um, I love to read. Uh, last year, I read a book a week. And so that's what I was on as far as I wrote. I read 52 books last year. Um, and so I am consistently picking up books, picking up ideas. Um, I try for it not to have a lot of content creep where it creeps over into what it is that I'm saying as well too. But um, I love books. High Performance Habits by Brendan Richard is an amazing book as well too. It really is. Um, I always, I'm always working in my, uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm in my man cave right now, I'm not in my office, but I'm always working in my high performance uh, planner as well too. He has, he has a planner that goes along with these. He has a planner right there that, uh, that, that does so with it. That's really helpful because it helps my practices 
and what it is that, that I do um, as well. So, and so, um, yeah, for me, reading is everything. It, re- it really is. It's, it's taking in the information. Um, it's part of my practice every morning to read for 20 minutes out of a book. Um, that's every morning before I touch my phone. Um, it's part of my, my, my practices of what I do because it really, it gives me a minute to clear and hear messages and understand. And I really feel like that there are messages that come to me through the reading that immediately I'm like, Oh, well, that's what I can do in, in my business. Here's something I can do to switch. Here's some things I can, I can put in. And that's why having team is so important as well too, because it gives you an opportunity to be able to really focus on the direction of where you're going. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I also I also don't touch my phone on the first thing in the morning. Several uh, mentors have, like Jim Quick, yeah. uh, Simon Sinek, and even Brendan Bouchard say don't yep. touch your phone the first hour of the day and right. the last hour of the day. And I do that as well. But when it comes to reading, I cannot read the actual physical book. I get lost in my thoughts when I'm when mm-hmm. I'm holding the book. Right. So, um, I'm an audiobook. Uh, yeah. yeah and uh, i actually i just finished uh high performance habits as well do you listen to them on audio or do you actually have to hold the physical copy I, i'm real i'm an old school physical copy um that's because i learned some evelyn wood speed reading as well too and so yeah. for me to be able to take in and 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 i can take in a lot of information that way um, I love audio as well too. I'm really an auditory person, but I am uh, like I, I I need noise around uh, when I'm working. So I always have music or talk radio on in the background while I'm working. It's kind of background ambient noise is there. But I'm I, I'm still old school, still read, still still reading the books. Even not even really on the Kindle as much. Um, really actual physical actual physical books. If I were in my office, you would see there's a big stack of uh books on a bookshelf on a bookshelf behind me but yeah definitely nice so what would be one advice that you would give people listening um one of the biggest things is uh something that my dad told me my dad passed away 11 years ago um well now 12 years ago now because we're in 2019 um and so he taught me that the road to success leads straight through the garbage dump. The road to success leads straight through the garbage dump. So when you're on your way to success, you're going to go through this area. And if you've ever been to a landfill before, when you look at a landfill, like I've had to like dump something in a landfill. And when you look around, it feels like vast, like there's nothing but garbage around you everywhere. What happened for most of us is that we stopped in that garbage dump, not realizing that success is really just right over that next ridge. It's really right over that next ridge and it's there. But we stop in the garbage dump and we start to adjust to our surroundings and like find comfort in the garbage and stay there because it's been so difficult. And you feel like, well, this must be where this ends, but it doesn't. The road to success leads directly to the garbage dump. Many times you stopped right before success was coming. And so that's a big thing. And that's something that I, uh, that I, that, that, that's, that's really important for me that I look at. I love that, Ojinga. You you should have that. I don't know if you do, but you should have it on your on your website. The road to success leads right through the garbage dump. That's yeah, right. Okay. 
You're right. That is absolutely true. It is. I'm doing some adjustments to my website right now, so that's something we'll definitely look and put on there because yeah. it really is. I mean, it, 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 it is absolutely true. Awesome. So listen, before we go, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your book. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, big, the big thing that we're doing right now is that we're really helping people figure out how to be able to get their goals done and how to be able to do that. So we have a, I told you challenges. We have a, a five day goals challenge. Okay. And so you can go to teamcrushingit.com slash goals. You go there and have a free five day goals challenge. You're going to get, if you thought this was fun today, hopefully you enjoyed our time here today. You're going to get five videos from me. Um, and it's telling you how to be able to craft your goals, how to go through what we like to call the success recipe. The success recipe, um, in order to be able to, to get your goals done is dream, believe, work, achieve, repeat. Dream, believe, work, achieve, repeat. So you got to dream it. You got to understand your dream and what it is you want to be able to get done. You got to actually believe that dream. Then you got to do the work for that dream. Then you achieve it. And then you repeat the process. And so once you've done that process, then it becomes easier and easier. And so what we're doing, the reason why we call one of our, our, our real movement that we're doing team crushing it is that we're crushing those obstacles that are in front of our goals. We're crushing those timelines. We're getting there faster than we ever thought we were going to get there. Whenever I get a timeline for something, something tells me, well, it should take six months to do this. I immediately set my timeline for faster than that. Because I want to crush that timeline and be able to get it done faster. I want to compete. It's the athlete in me. And it's the competitor in me. And I want to be able to activate that competition within you. And make you want to get it done faster. And so it's about really creating our goals that we're doing right now. And so you'll get some things as it relates to, to the goals. You'll be in my, uh, my list. You'll get some great. We won't spam you. We'll send you some awesome stuff. Um, and it really gives you an opportunity to, be able to figure out if you really are ready and want to crush the things that are there. And if you're really ready, you're ready to take the step and be able to do so, I'd love to have a free one-on-one -on -one session with you. You can apply for that. Uh, to do a free one-on-one -on -one session with me where you, where you can talk about your goals. And you can get that at teamcrushingit.com slash coach, slash coach. And so you can go into my uh, application. You can fill that out. And I'd love to see if you if it's a fit for us to sit on the phone for an hour. And my goal always when we're on the phone for an hour is to be the best hour of your week. So we can help you get clear, get the things done, and knock those things out. And so I just appreciate you, Quinn, for allowing me to be a part of what it is you're doing here and how it is you're helping people face failure, but also realize how to be able to move, move past and be able to do it. So I just really, really appreciate you um, let me be a part in doing that. And it's, it's my pleasure. And you guys heard Ojinga. Check it out at teamcrushit.com forward slash coach. And uh, you can have a call with Ojinga. And then mm -hmm. as for your limitless life, it is available on Amazon. It is available on Amazon. Absolutely. Yes. You can, get, you can grab it. You can grab it there on Amazon. Pick it up. Um, when you roll into our site, we also have some places in order for you to be able to grab it there as well. Too. So, yeah, definitely. Very good. I'll have the links to this on the show notes to uh, Team Crushing It and also to your book. Awesome. Jinga. Hey, thank you so much for your time. This was fantastic. And I want to remember it is the road through to success goes right through the garbage dump. Goes right through the, the, the garbage dump. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You have a wonderful day and everyone else as well, too. You too. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.